Hey everybody, Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I have a huge, huge treat for you. I'm going to actually like give you this very, very special thing that I've got. And this sounds a little creepy as I describe it that way because I'm talking about Zeke, my friend Zeke Domowski that's on the other line here with me. Zeke, how you doing, bro? Doing well. How about yourself? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm I'm excited. You and I have been talking about doing a podcast for, gosh, it's March now. I think we started talking back in October. So October, November, you know, six months-ish. We've been talking about doing this. We finally got around to it. And basically, um, here's why why Zeke is with us now. Because it just kind of kept not happening and not happening. And for those of you that are listening, you probably have already noticed this. But I thought to myself, man... I've been doing this podcast for a little while. I started it as a hobby. It was just supposed to be fun, you know, and I was like, no big deal if I'm on a schedule, no big deal. Really, if anyone other than me and my mom listens to it. But now I'm doing this and I'm like, I like this. This is something I enjoy and I want to do it right. And as I'm wanting to do it right, and I've been bringing on some better guests and better topics, Zeke was to the top of my list. I'm like, Zeke, you're doing this. So I think it was around 1030, 1130 p.m. uh, last week. I'm texting him while I'm laying in bed saying, bro, we're doing this. And he was like, all right, Bob, I'll do your podcast. So, so here we are. You save so, the best for last. That's what like. <laughs> well, don't say that. You might be like, there's going to be other people after you, man. So you know, well, I guess I'll have to keep coming back on. <laughs> you know what they say? Uh, 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 a guest is only as good as the former guest. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, so man, so glad to have you. Zeke, today, I really want to be a little more, uh, a lot more focused on the podcast. A lot of the times, we're a little more willy-nilly and just kind of like two guys talking and just, you know, having a drink or whatever and just talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But I really want to give some meat to the listeners. I want to give them the ability to uh, make more money on their own and also help them figure out uh, the right way to hire people. So what we're going to talk about today, guys, is like... Uh, five things that are going to help you make more money with Google. And they're going to be five things that will also at the same time help you pick the right people to help you. Or how should I word that? The five things that will help you pick the correct ad agency or marketing person to run ads for you if you don't want to do them yourself. And the reason I'm excited about sharing this is man, I know how it is because it's like you get online, you, whether it's just doing a Google search or whether it's being in all the Facebook groups for your particular trade or business. <clears throat> and people say they're marketers, but every, everyone online is either a self, self-proclaimed coach or a self-proclaimed marketer, but you don't know if they really are good at it. And I was able to find Zeke actually through the recommendation of a few other guys that I know in the industry that are very successful, have more businesses that are far more successful than mine. And that I basically hired Zeke without even knowing him or almost caring what he was like because I trusted those guys. And oh my God, he's been amazing. So here's what I'm going to do. As I keep talking and dominating this conversation, which is kind of my thing, which is probably why I started a podcast, I'm going to throw out a couple of numbers for you guys that are listening. So I did not have Zeke working for me last year, uh, running my Google AdWords. I was running my own. Last March, so if you're listening to this, it's March 2019 today. So in March of 2018, in the entire month, with my ad campaign, I got 40 Google leads that ended up generating $10,054 in revenue for me. Now, not all 40 sold. Those are the leads that came in. And then, of course, you know, I sold, I don't know, half of them or whatever, or however many. And then the average ticket price was $5.91. This March, it's the 19th right now, okay? I have got 92 leads, and I'm at $17,542 in revenue from those. And that's an average ticket of 650 bucks. So if that did not just get your attention and that did not get your heart pumping all of a sudden, do us all a favor and just turn off this podcast right now. But if that made your eyes open up and made your ears perk, get ready, buckle in. Zeke's about to take us on a ride here. Um, So Zeke, before we get into the house, though, I want you to take like a minute or two or three. Tell us just a little bit about you. Tell us like why you're doing what you're doing. What, you, what areas you specialize in and 
stuff like that. Sure thing. So my background is actually engineering and marketing. So I love numbers and I love people. That and seems like a really odd combination. Yeah, because most engineers don't talk to people. <laughs> and so like it was completely odd. And I was like, you know, I want to get into some type of sales or marketing. And so that's kind of where I left college with that degree. Um, but then after getting out of college, I did some sales and I did some marketing for a big corporate company. I started working on the side doing ads for small businesses and I got into the power washing industry and I was like, oh, I can do this. I can do this for other people. I can do it for other home services. Mm -hmm. And so I got into it um, more when I was kind of doing it in the corporate world. And then I was like, but I can do this on my own. And so I did just like any other entrepreneur decided to just quit your day job and yep. see if you can make it work. And so I quit. Um, my day job you a year ago. Off the cliff. You jumped off the cliff and started to build the airplane on the way down, right? Is that kind of how that works? I know. I actually had like a broken, a few broken wings, basically. Okay. I had enough to keep me flapping, but I wasn't going to hit rock bottom. So I, I jumped carefully off that cliff. Fair enough. I had a wife and she was actually pregnant at the time. And so I had to be careful on whether or not I left the company. Yeah. And so... That's my background for that. But then I got more into the industry niche of home services. Over the last year, I've, I've done ads for e-commerce. I've done national ads before. And I've realized that local ads is more of my specialty. I like working with smaller businesses. I like talking to just one person to make decisions, not three to five people. Um, and so I kind of just narrowed it down where I'm like, you know, there's plenty of people out there that can do Google ads. I want to focus and be really good at it for local home services. So if there's someone that's, uh, has a service where they, um, travel maybe 20, 30 minutes to their client, that's who I'm working with. It's not the brick and mortar. Yeah. Uh, it's someone that goes out and does the work. Perfect. Well, listen, we're about to get into it. So I'm, I'm about to turn it over to you where you're going to be the one doing all the talking, but I want to be very clear to anyone listening. Okay. A couple things. First off, Zeke is going to give you some tips. If you are doing it on your own, some things you need to look at so you can more effectively run your own ads. He's also going to give you tips on uh, if you want someone else to run them, but you don't know who that marketing agency should be or who that Google AdWord guy should be. Uh, he's going to give you the tools not to say why you should just pick him. He's going to give you the tools to let you know why you should pick who you want to pick, whether it's him or someone else. And then three, and this is the most important thing I'm going to say in this entire podcast. Guys, I've got Central Florida locked up with Zeke, so don't even try. If you're a Central Florida guy, you're not using Zeke because I'm using Zeke. And that's the only reason I was willing to let him be on the podcast. So just don't even call him. It ain't happening. He does mine. Just turn the podcast off now. All right. Very good. Zeke, let's do it, man. Five good tips. Let's run through this. Gotcha. First tip, it's going to be, it's, it's about you. It's about your business. It's about choosing the keywords. This is what makes up Google ads, choosing the keywords that are going to produce you leads. So you're going to think about keywords about who you are. Zeke, can I interrupt you? Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know why I asked if I can interrupt you because I'm doing it a hundred more times, <laughs> but I think we should do one more thing. I think we wow. should back up and do AdWords 101 and just explain. Oh, yeah. Why what it is and like kind of because some people may not sure. even know what an ad word is and i didn't even think of that so give us just a quick overview of like how when you go through the google search and yeah okay so obviously there's different channels of marketing you've got google facebook etc google search has multiple different things that can happen on it at the top of google search when you type in power washing you got your first four um ads there those are paid search ads some people mm -hmm. call them pay-per-click search engine marketing, things like that. That's your first four. And the next section is usually maps for local service businesses. Mm -hmm. So you've got a map, you've got three little listings there. We call that the three pack or the map pack. Um, and so that you can actually get an ad in there. Mm -hmm. um, it just depends if you know what you're doing, whether or not you get it in there. Um, I don't get to choose. Google chooses for us. Um, and then you have the organic listings. That's what people call SEO, search engine yep. optimization. And so with paid search, what we're going to explain with Google ads, it's about bidding on keywords to make your ad show up. And then when someone clicks the ad, it's going to send them to a landing page that you select for that particular keyword. And then 
whether it's your website, your home landing page, a service page, whatever it is, that's what they go to. Then when someone calls or fills out a form, that's what we call a lead or a conversion. Mm -hmm. Um, So Bobby talks about 40 leads. He's talking about phone calls um, or a um, form. Not a form or something. Yeah, yeah, it's not a sale yet. Um, That's another conversion rate. Exactly. So, so quick overview guys, whenever you go to Google and if you're looking for Chinese food and you type in Chinese food, uh, the very top of the, the listings, the top three or four things, those are paid ads. So the China King Palace, there's a little ad next to it. They're paying to be seen up there. And then you're going to get a section underneath that that shows map listings. And then you're going to get the section beneath that, which is the organic rankings. And Zeke, you would agree with me. It's extremely important to rank good organically. But the beauty of uh, AdWords, and it's one of the ways I'm helping build my, or one of the things I'm using to build my business because I don't rank very well organically, is AdWords, I can be at the very top of the page, even if I, I can open my business today and have people seeing my ad before they see anything else. So we got through the 101 on what a Google ad. Now let me turn it back over and let's talk about the five things we need to look at when running our own ads or looking to hire someone to do it for us. Yeah. So the first one is about keywords. It's about <clears> the right keywords for your business. Some businesses are super easy. Electrician, it's straightforward. You're going to be bidding on the word electrician. Um, <laughs> but then there's other ones. It gets a lot more in depth. Um, I mean, even carpet cleaning is pretty straightforward until you get into the tile, the grout, and things like that. Uh, but there's so many different words. But the thing is, is you need to pick keywords about who you are or what you sell, not words relating to your business. So like you would maybe do power washing or pressure washing, but you wouldn't do um, how do I clean my driveway or mm-hmm. how do I wash my windows? And so, yeah. So, so the keyword, like, Zeke, is the keyword, is that that's what someone's typing in. So when they do a Google search, if they type in pressure washer, that it, that is the keyword. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I'm bidding on like a short word. Like I might bid on just the word power washing, those two words, mm-hmm. and then they can add whatever words they want. But as long as, I'm bidding on a keyword that's part of their whole phrase, um, then my ad will show up. Now, it does get a lot more detailed where there's different types of matches of keywords, whether there's broad match or phrase or exact mm-hmm. match. It depends on how Google matches up. But yes, I'm bidding on a specific keyword okay. that I want Google to show up for. Perfect. Um, so if, you d- if, yeah, if you're running the business, then obviously you're gonna know what they are. If you hire an agency, that's where you need to make sure that they know your in, your vertical or your industry. The vertical would be home services, and then the industry would be power washing, carpet cleaning, things like mm-hmm. that. So if you are going to hire an agency to do this for you, make sure that they too know your industry. They'll take you know understand what you're talking about, and you'll get a feel for it. You know if you start asking them some questions, and if they seem like, huh, what are you talking about? Or oh yeah, we, you know. I get it. I've done it. I've you know searched for that before. Um, so an agency could could be good at doing e-commerce. It could be good at doing national campaigns, and they could be good at local or even particular home services. And so you need to make sure that if you did did work with an agency, that they've actually worked with someone of your size or your type. Um, they don't have to be in the exact same niche. It's ideal. A lot of us are trying to do that, stay in the same niche. Uh, but that's how you would do it. So either you're choosing the keywords or you're kind of working with them to, you know, help you pick it out. So, so one and two, the first two things are, are kind of, kind of the same. Like the first one, like if I'm going to hire someone, I got to make sure they know my vertical, like what I'm doing. And then within that, the second thing is I need to, they need to know what my keywords are or vice versa. If it's me running it as the individual, I need to do more than just say, ah, because I learned this the hard way. I started running ad, uh, ads for pressure washing and I didn't even know how to check this. Actually, it was like whenever I hired someone, which happened to be you, um, you're like, hey, here's what I can probably do for you. And by the way, look, you're competing with Sears over here <laughs> because you know people were searching for pressure washers because they wanted to buy one. And I'm competing with Sears and Lowe's and Home Depot instead of the other competitors within my market. So how many keywords am I going to, as the guy running it myself, how many keywords am I going to be setting up more than likely? Oh, so every ad group you have. So you have in a structure of a Google ads campaign, 
if your campaign is for say um, carpet cleaning, you might have five or 10 ad groups between carpet cleaning, business, service, et cetera. And each of those ad groups could have up to 30 keywords. So oh, wow. I've had some myself where I've run a campaign, like for a painter, it's painter, painting, and um, paint company. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's only a few, but then you go into some industries where they are like remodeling companies and you're really breaking it down. Yeah. Um, and so it can vary, but I would say you're probably going to end up having a couple hundred keywords at the very minimum. Um, Good Lord. Okay. I, I usually run with a couple thousand. Um, but I'm also using Excel and really building out keywords. <laughs> so I mean, this is what you do for a living. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know what I'm looking for and it, yeah, not every keyword is going to, it's usually the 80, 20 rule, you know, 20% of my uh, words generate 80% of the clicks. And then the other 80% of my words generate 20% more and it helps me get there. Um, but as far as, yeah, as far as choosing a company that also knows your jargon or what it is, you also have to just kind of, I don't know, you just gotta think through uh, like you gotta know your own business to be able to explain it to them because I've had some guys that come to me and they're like hey can you do garage floor ceiling and it's like well explain to me what you think customers look not your words for it mm -hmm. uh, a good example would be um, power washing you guys like to call it soft washing no mm -hmm. one looks up soft washing except for like one guy I was the phone call today. <laughs> there was a guy that called up and he goes, hi, I'm looking for soft washing. And I was like, whoa, this guy knows what he's looking for. And I was like, it, it happens. So That's a good point, though. That's a good point. Yeah. We're not – the thing we always got to remember is you're, you are not necessarily your target market. And if yep. – especially, you know, if you run a pressure washing company or a window cleaning company or a carpet cleaning company or some kind of home service, it's probably because you're a fairly technical person and you're not your ideal target. So people are not going to refer to it the same way you do. So that's, that's great. That's a, a great, great tip. Another t a part of that is ER versus ING means completely different things. Hmm. Uh, power washer versus power washing. Mm -hmm. uh, they both convert. We actually just, we, we just did some analytics on this where in your area in Orlando, it worked. But other areas, ER does not convert. What I want to get to is, is the word paver sealing versus paver sealer. One is I'm going to go buy myself some sealer and go yeah. do it myself. If I'm saying paver sealing, I'm usually referring to a company. And That's so great. be really careful on what, how you're picking it. Um, I personally don't like the word power washer or pressure washer because it is referring to a machine. Mm -hmm. uh, carpet cleaner. It could be a person, but it could also be the spread. And, and so that's why I was, that's why I was competing against Sears and, uh, Home Depot and Lowe's. Amazon, yep. Yeah. Cause I was doing those kinds of things when I ran it myself. Exactly. Good. So the next thing we're going to talk about is what to block. How do we block keywords that like Sears, like the Home Depot, <laughs> how do we block it so that the DIY guy that's looking to buy a machine, um, looking to do it himself, whatever service you have. Um, how do we block it? And so there's negative keywords in Google ads, which basically says to Google, if this keyword comes up, I want you to block it. There's different ways to put it in. And I'm just going to tell people don't do exact match. Exact match means if I block the word, um, power washing wand or window cleaning pole or ladder, if I block that exact term, that person has to type in the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Google will show your ad. So if someone types in the plural version of that, yeah, your ad is still. Or they say long power washing wand. Now all of a sudden, they're gonna they're gonna be hitting you for that. And yeah, you need to block just the word long or just the word word wand in this case. And so when you think of DIYers in your industry, whatever it is, whether it's a you know a deck or a fence builder or power washer, window cleaner, any of those services, you think of whatever terms might be DIY and you start blocking, you make a list and it's going to be a long list. This list is going to be probably five to 10 times longer than what you bid on. Hmm. So you're going to have the machines of whatever equipment you have. Um, doesn't matter. Whatever service you have, there's equipment you use. Block all your equipment, block all of the um, brands out there. Uh, if someone's looking up a brand, they're honestly they're looking up like for a deck builder, they're looking up the style of deck 
of the board. They don't care for your service. Mm-hmm. They want to find out how much that board costs. They're not going to convert. Um, speaking of so, brand, block your competitors. Block your competitors. Yeah. There's no one's good. You had a call where someone was looking for a certain lady and it was like, well, I can't convince her or this mm-hmm. person because they were looking for this window cleaner. Um, so block a manufacturers and block your competitors because those terms just will not convert. And if they do convert, it's, it's really hard to get them off the phone with a lead. So correct me if I'm wrong, cause I am not the AdWords expert here, but I, the way I've understood it is like that negative keyword list is kind of the key to drive down your, your, uh, your ad spend, your yeah. unnecessary ad spend, right? About 40% of your, depending on niche you're in, you can cut out by 40% of your ad spend with uh, a negative keyword list. So um, if I have, if I say I'm spending a thousand dollars a month on Google ads, it, uh, and I'm say I'm doing it myself and I don't know well, and I type in a hundred negative keywords and maybe I set it up right. Maybe I didn't with the whole exact match or whatever the option yeah. matches. I'm probably not going to be cutting out very much, but if it's effectively set up, because I think you said, I think your negative keyword list is what, 10,000 or something like that so for my industry? I have a list of just competitors that's over 5,000 words to it. There's a longer list of competitors that I use. Mm-hmm. And, and for power washing, I think I have about 2,000 and then window cleaning is about 1,500. Okay. Uh, I, I typically add about 100 words a week to it. Um, sometimes it doesn't seem like it gets bigger. Um, but that's where if I'm spending a thousand dollars, someone that's given me an effective, uh, negative keyword list, I can actually now you're saying 40%. So I can now spend 600 bucks, but get the same amount of revenue that comes back. Cause what I'm doing is I'm cutting out the person that was looking to buy a pressure washer, the person that wanted to buy their own carpet cleaner or rent one at the local grocery store or looking for the, that Trex deck material that's at the 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 lumber store or whatever uh so negative keywords are huge whether you're doing it on your own or if you're that's probably a big part of what you're paying for when you hire someone i'm assuming is uh is that negative keyword list yeah it's negative keyword list and structure and that's one of the things is when you hire an agency you have to make sure that they actually know how to make that list i can't tell you how many guys out there like what are you guys using to make a negative keyword list i have a tool that i paid for um, now the guy sells that tool as a monthly reoccurring cost because he realized how useful that tool was and most of them are locked down. Now a lot of those tools. Zeke, I, I lost a friend because of you, actually. I, have a, I, I had a friend um, that he wanted me to let him into my AdWord account so he could go through and take all of your information. I told, and I, cause I know you don't even do that anymore. I don't think, I don't even think you like let me, would let me have access to it. But when I signed on, you did. And he wanted me to let you in there. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Zeke asked me not to do that. And he, he does not speak to me anymore. As a matter of fact, he, uh, he, he threatened, he threatened me to do bad things to my business, like give uh, a bunch of like negative one star reviews and stuff like that, because I wouldn't let him uh, into it. So thanks a lot, man. You cost, you cost, you cost me a buddy because you have a great negative keyword list. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew that? Ne- hey, negativity, negative keyword list produce negativity. negativity. <laughs> very good. Very good. So what's next, man? So and next is, um, this is key. This is what also drives efficiency to is landing page. A landing page mm-hmm. is basically a cliff notes of your website for the service that you're providing. So if you're going to be selling uh, decks, you're going to send them to a deck landing page. If you're selling fences, you send them to a fence landing page. If you're selling porches, you're selling them to a porch landing page. And so you want to have a highly relevant landing page so that Google knows that that um, keyword should go to that landing page. If I send a window cleaning uh, keyword to a power washing landing page, and maybe there's a little bit of window cleaning on it, Google knows what keywords are on there. And they'll mm. rank you a little bit worse with your quality score, um, <laughs> and it'll cost you a little bit more as far as your cost per click goes. Um, and so you need to make sure you have a highly relevant landing page. So the landing page, Zeke, make sure I'm following you because this is the way I understand it. 
basically that landing page is like a hyper focused um, bit of information for the person that's ready. Basically, the person that's like ready to to make a purchase because they're not just looking at a company saying they're not saying, oh, what do these companies offer? They're saying, I want a window cleaner. I want a solar panel cleaner. I want a, a roof cleaner or whatever. And whenever they see your ad and they click on it, now instead of just going to your website that has all of this information, what mm -hmm. you're putting in front of their eyes is that thing that they're already locked in on. And that page still might mention that you do the other stuff, but it's, yes. you want a roof cleaning? Baby, we do it. Sign right here. Let's let's get this thing going. I mean, is that kind of the gist yeah, of it? So your, your landing page, yeah, the, the, you can state. So, I mean, go over the basics of landing page. You're going to have a title. The title is going to state what you're providing, the roof cleaning. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to state something about maybe like a, um, a benefit to the customer of like, you know, here's maybe why we do roof cleaning the best. You know, we use some eco-friendly, you know, something. You might have a special. You might have... Um, some type of value statement about your business. You might talk about how you're better in owned. There's something there. But what I've heard from conversion rate optimizers for landing pages, like I know guys that specialize in only landing pages and only conversion rates, mm -hmm. they basically are like, you're going to state what you provide and then you're going to have a sub bulb and that's it. And then you move to the next step of your page because they only have six seconds to decide whether they're, they're going to stay on your page. So then once you get past that, then you're going to have trust seals of businesses that might say like, you know, I've been background checked, better business bureau, um, Angie's list. Those are great trust seals to put on your site. Um, that can go across your page. And then maybe a little bit about why to choose your business or why um, your business is good. But here's the thing is, is it's not a paragraph. No one reads paragraphs. It's not SEO. Yeah. It's bullet points. It's size 16 font or larger. You don't want below size 16 font because people aren't going to be sitting there trying to figure out how to read it. Most of your audiences are probably, you know, not young either. Um, and so <laughs> in larger fonts, it's bigger, you know, it's bullet points, it's pictures. And so you're basically just giving them a high level art overview of who you are and why to pick you in that top portion of your website. And that's it. Now, uh, if I understand correctly, ideally you'd have a landing page for any particular keyword, right? So uh, like, I, I think the way you have mine set up is because uh, they're kind of dynamic. So if someone uh, types in low pressure roof cleaner, when they go to my landing page, it'll say something like low pressure roof cleaning. But if they say roof cleaner, they go to the landing page and it'll even say roof cleaner. Or if they say house washer or house pressure washer or whatever, that's what's on there. So again, in essence, like I think I have five, campaign four or five camp four campaigns with you right now and then so if you, yeah you've got well i i usually combine in house wash and roof clean together because it's one okay. landing page but it's dynamic mm -hmm. and then you have window cleaning some guys do gutter cleaning um so you have each of those campaigns but then so i probably got like 80 or 100 keywords though that you're searching for, that you have out there for me and i've got a link so in essence i almost have a page for every keyword in a sense a right page for every ad group ad group because, okay yeah, because we have about 30 ad groups and each of those ad groups, whether it's roof cleaner or house mm -hmm. washing, that when you click the link, because there's only two to four ads mm -hmm. uh, per ad group, I then have a link. And each link I have set up to dynamically swap out the headline of that landing page. And so it'll say yeah. house washing company, pressure washing company at the top of the landing page. So that's so You're going to get a hot, a, a much better conversion rate which mean, meaning someone's either going to click that phone call button or fill out the the form you have if you have a more specialized page instead of just one page yeah. for you know if you'll if you do multiple services but you just have one page or just your website you're sending them to you're going to have a lower conversion rate than if you have these these dynamic landing pages set up for all of your ad yeah. groups. i don't know the exact percentage because i've worked in the same industry with guys all across the country and mm -hmm. my conversion rate will average 15 to 30 percent and mm -hmm. i mean that's dramatically different yeah like very similar tactics and so it's hard to know like what happened when i changed over to dynamic last year um but having a landing page that's custom custom built for the ad groups is going to work um, to your advantage it's going to help also lower that um efficiency so we talk about that thousand dollar ad spend you're saving 400 bucks on wasted clicks 
you're probably also going to increase your conversion rate as well with the last, you know, six out of 10 clicks, you know, instead of, let's just say you converted, uh, you know, instead of having two out of six converting, you now have three out of six, mm-hmm. uh, or actually that's a probably a bad example if I do 20%. So maybe we use a number like one out of five of my clicks, um, convert. Well, if I weren't using a very good landing page, it could be maybe one out of seven or one out of eight. Mm-hmm. And then if I weren't using um, the negative keywords, um, you know, it could be one out of 10. And so if yeah. your cost per lead is $30 out of one out of five, you're paying six bucks a click. That would then mean your cost per lead is $60. Yeah. Um, Which is it's so huge. Just landing page. Well, and it's not only that cost goes up, but you're getting less conversions you're you're getting less of them as well and when you start looking at it i mean you you might say ah one out of five versus one out of seven is not a big deal but it is if you're if your closing rate is 50 percent, which honestly is pretty good some people brag about having a 70 or 80 i don't think many people that charge reasonable rates have closing rates much higher than 50 percent um mine's actually a lot less than that as a matter of fact but if it's um, referral, some guys get really high, but yeah. then, as soon as they have to do their own marketing, it comes down. Exactly. And, but, but my point is if I'm getting basically, uh, you know, one out of five versus one out of seven, and then you're closing half of those, it's like, you're looking at the opportunity cost. Cause then you look at like your average ticket price that might be 200 or 500 or a thousand dollars. And it's like, Oh my God, I'm missing out on mega bucks just because I'm missing a few conversions here or there. So that's good stuff. All right. So, so far we need to make sure that you or your uh, uh, marketing firm that you're going to hire, uh, they know what your actual vertical is. They understand how your business works. We, we know that, um, they need to know what specific keywords and the jar. I say jargon, you say jargon, but I'm from Oklahoma and you're from Wisconsin. So <laughs> I say a lot of words. Of them, so I mean, <laughs> but, but they got to know the jargon. The jargon. jargon. <laughs> they got to know uh, the negative keywords, which are, you know, get away from me, Sears. Uh, they got to know, they've got to be able to create uh, highly relevant landing pages. And then what, what's last? What's number five? We need to track it. We need to know what, how, we need to know, is it working? And so um, form tracking and phone call tracking is essential. Um, a lot of guys will do form tracking because it's easy and it's free. Um, basically, I'll explain how it's done is if you submit a form and when the form goes through, you can have it redirect to a thank you page and you put your tracking code on the thank you page, or if you're some hot shot that really knows how to code, you can do it if you click the button and then it'll track that button. That's mm-hmm. the hard way to do it. Just send them to a thank you page. Thank <laughs> them for, thank them for uh, you know submitting it. Um, Does mine do that? I don't even know. I have never even went through one of mine. Does mine do that? You use ResponseBid. So oh, I use ResponseBid, so it's a different. ResponseBid is, yeah, you probably heard this on the podcast before, something that automatically gets a quote, but when the person walks their way through the quote, they finally get to the final proposal page. They've submitted their information and got a pricing. That's then your proposal page. You then track that last page. Hmm. Uh, so you're always adding your pics, Facebook pixel or your Google ads tracking code on the very final page, but you want to make sure it's gated. Um, so for so- the guys out there using a response bid like me, and I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway, you're able to effectively tie their marketing campaigns in with response bid and be able to track everything that way as well. Yes. And there's, it's in the section of uh, injecting code where it says, do not um, use this unless you know what you're talking about. <laughs> it literally says that someone pointed that out. They're like, oh, that's how you use it. Yes. In response bid, it's in the do not use section. So um, don't do it unless you know what you're doing, guys. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> one thing I love, like you've got mine set up with you know, I've got like a kajillion phone numbers that are attached to different ads. And then like, I, I don't want to misspeak, but if I understand right, like if someone like Googles it and then they're like looking at an ad, but then they end up clicking on like my Google, my business listing, a different phone number shows up from that way, from another way. And, but you have it set up where I can go in and, and pull up, not just where clicks are, but where these phone numbers come in and I can see when they called, which ad they were looking at because of the number they called, 
what keywords they typed in that were associated with that. I don't know how the heck all that works, but it's super cool that not only can I go listen to those recordings, but I can see all of those things and, and make better decisions on where I need to spend money. Yeah. So the way it's done is so when you're talking to a, um, an agency and you're, are you sure you want to share this with everyone? You want to tell them how it's done? <laughs> go ahead. Be a nice guy. I'm the, jerk. I'm the nice guy. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is even if you have this, like, I'll share after this about this really tough thing that's going on right now in the country with why it's not converting. I'm going to explain something with that hmm. and why it's why you need a manager because it's it's becoming pretty difficult right now in this one section of the country. Um, so first off, with the phone call tracking, is dynamic phone call tracking is necessary. Um, so for like for your example, you've got four four lines on just your website. Every fourth visitor or fifth visitor gets the same number again so number one goes first visitor two three four and then phone number number one goes to guy number five what the platform does um maybe we won't mention the platform they gotta come to us to find out the platform is. <laughs> i'm fine however you want to do it man that's this there's, that's your there's plenty of platforms out there people thought the platform i use which is different than the one you use mm -hmm. um, they thought that I, it was proprietary to me i'm like no it's you know they can you know pay for it themselves wait the one i use is different than you use i'm using the one you are you using a better one than I just used the one I have because you told me to pick it. What what the hell was he? No, the one you have is is the one I originally started using, and then I have just a uh, it, it's a stripped down version of it where it basically it has less functionality, but it has easier reports. Oh, easier. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'm happy with mine as long as you're happy. Yours is fine because yours okay. comes with all the bells and whistles. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're safe then. You're safe. <laughs> so, phone call tracking being dynamic is what's important here because basically. When someone comes in um, for a keyword like pressure washing, they're having that one keyword and it goes back to Google ads. It has to be linked to Google ads and it says, hey, Google, this person came in under this keyword, give them a conversion. They made a phone call. Um, if you only have a single phone number, Google doesn't know which keyword it came from. They're not even going to know how to even add it back to it. And so you need phone numbers for the actual landing page, dynamically is tracking it. Mm -hmm. And then some people do it for um, the ad extensions. I personally do. Some people don't. Um, the reason why I do it is because I learned that Google doesn't track all of them. Basically, if you don't have a lot of volume on your campaign, you'll end up finding out that um, you'll have like 10 calls from ad extensions, but only five showed up in the campaign. Hmm. It's because Google didn't put a track number on every single one of them. Um, and so I put it all in my dashboard to make sure that I see it in case there is a problem. Um, and so that's the other thing is, is if you have an issue with your campaign, you're running it on yourself, you've got to troubleshoot it yourself. If you're using your platform, the one that you use, they, they, they won't help you for about four or five days. You use the platform I use, <laughs> I can get access within about 30 minutes. Uh, they'll, they'll troubleshoot right. it on okay. their own. So it's a smaller company that I use uh, for it. And so the biggest thing is, is whatever call tracking you use for Google ads, it has to integrate in with Google ads. There's guys out there that I'll talk about like Ring Central and Grasshopper. I'm like, those don't integrate. You have yeah. to integrate with Google Ads. That's what's important. It's not any phone call tracker. It's about having a tracker that integrates yeah. with Google Ads. Well, and I think for the guys, again, I'm being a little ignorant here, but I think I'm correct. You know, if you have your own phone service that you're already using, uh, like the one I'm, I'll just tell you the one I'm using. I'll tell them. Should I tell them? I, so I use this one service called CallRail. It's just, you know, it's out there. It's CallRail. So. Yeah. But uh, it's like 30 bucks a month. And if you, you know, let's say if you want to really, and you should, you really want to track your ads or use the other services better that Zeke won't tell everyone what it is. Um, you know, you're, I'll tell it's phone wagon. So then they can oh, okay. but, but But it's like 30 bucks a month for mine. Yeah. I don't know what phone wagon is. And a 25, but you get less numbers. But you can also though, you can still have all those numbers track and then, and point them towards like, if you use some other service, you just point them right towards it. So it's yeah, not it's it's, the, the main number. So yeah. It's very simple to set up as far as your website. It's one line of script <clears throat> on your website. And it, you basically say, what number are you targeting? So you don't change your phone number across your whole website. Yeah. You literally just say, here's the number that I want to swap. And then it'll swap dynamically. Yeah. Now, integrating it into AdWords, that's the tough part. Getting that keyword to actually send back over, there's mm -hmm. actually code you need to set that yeah, up. Yeah, I don't even want to go in down that that's, rabbit hole. That's that's, that's a different podcast. Like, How do I know what position is? <laughs> it's, it's using that extra code that I've written on that. Fair enough. So, 
I, I'm, I'm going to give a testimonial for you, Zeke, because I do. I, I, one thing I love doing is uh, paying it forward or, or paying it back even. And uh, you've made me a lot of money and you've been good to me. And I think the high, aside from the fact, because I always tell people, Zeke makes me money, he can make you money too. But the thing I've really grown, the thing that's made me trust you more and more and more is I referred you to a number of friends that have come back to me and said, actually, Zeke said he can't help me. And I, I love that because they've called you, uh, they've reached out to you. Maybe I connected you guys on Facebook Messenger or something. And then um, you look at their market and say, you know what, here's what you have. Here's probably what I can do. It's pro I'm probably not going to be able to give you a great ROI on my services. And you didn't try to get that money from those people, even though you could have. So Zeke, man to man, eye to eye over the internet here. I have a great deal of respect for you. And I appreciate you uh, not just being that person, but being that person for my friends and the people that I care about. So props for you for having integrity and character. Uh, you should be proud of yourself on that. Uh, why? Uh, so two questions. Why should people choose an agency over doing it themselves? And then why, why should they choose you instead of some other agency? Gotcha. So um, first question on uh, or try to answer the first one, why, why they should choose an agency. So you run your business, you know how to run your business and that's why you do it. Mm -hmm. If you are trying to tell people that they need to hire a carpet cleaner, you know, that tax accountant or the, the tax guy, he's thinking, well, you should be hiring a tax accountant person or you should be hiring this. So if you think other people should hire you as a professional, mm -hmm. then other professionals are thinking the same thing. You should hire them. <laughs> it's not that I'm saying, oh, you should hire it because I'm a professional. It's you're literally telling people that I'm good at what I do, so you should hire me. And that's what I'm saying on my side is I'm good at what I do, so yeah. you should hire me because that's my specialty. I'm not going to go out and rent a carpet cleaner or a power washing machine to power wash my house um, because that's just not what I'm good at. I could if I wanted to and I'll get subpar results and that's the same thing. It, you can do it, but then the question goes, well, do you have time? A lot of guys like to go, well, let's run Facebook ads about how we can save you time and have your weekends back with power washing. And it's like, well, why don't you have your whole week back by not running your Google ads? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it goes both ways, but yeah. that's how I've learned in the past year is like, yeah, there's plenty of guys that will want to do things on their own. Um, there's some guys who don't want to grow. Mm -hmm. One of the guys today that it was like, um, like, he didn't reach back out to me. He was supposed to reach back out to me where he was like, well, I get plenty of calls organically. I don't know if I really want to add this or what if I get too many leads? Mm -hmm. well, with AdWords, I mean, you might be adding maybe 90, 100 leads, but it matters how many crews you have. There's only 20 business days in a, in a month. Mm -hmm. If you have 100 leads and you close half of them at 50, you're only adding two and a half jobs a day. Mm -hmm. Like that's on a big area. On a smaller area, it's not like that. And so it's not like I'm just like overloading you, which I wish I could overload people. Mm -hmm. um, each industry is different. But that's the thing is when you hire someone that's good at what they do, they can provide you with more leads, more time to do your own thing, but more leads, more efficiency. And the amount you save in ad spend should account for their management. There are guys out there that have really, really low uh, management and they're like, well, I only can charge the client X percentage. And I'm like, you only save your clients 10%? And I'm like, why is your account so inefficient type of thing? And so it really just depends on how efficient that guy is and what his pricing is. I know my pricing, where it's at, it's to cover what I do and my knowledge and supply and demand, I guess is the word yeah. for it as well. Um, but it's the same thing as like, if you're more efficient, then obviously you can charge more, which also goes to show why I can't work with everyone because I have a thing that I've kind of figured out over the last year is you need to have a service that produces ticket values of at least 300 bucks and have a conversion rate well, if it's only 300 bucks, then your conversion rate probably needs to be higher, 40, 50%. But if you have a higher ticket price and then maybe only 25, 30, that works. But I need a higher ticket price is for my services because of where my pricing is at. Um, there might be other guys that can work with small guys, but then you go on the other side of, 
can I even get that many leads out of my area? Area. Orlando can get a hundred, but then I get guys that call me up and they go, I only want a 10 mile radius. I live in a population of 7,500 people. Uh, (laughs) They're going to get me pretty leads. I'm like, actually, I can't get you that. There's just no possible way. Yeah. And then I've also had guys where they said to me, I'm a fence contractor. I'm in Long Island. It's too far for me to drive um, thir- you know, more than 15 minutes. So I only want swimming pools, um, fences, and they have to be safety locks. And I only want certain zip codes. And I said, you realize what you just asked for is send Jim with postcards. Uh, basically, <laughs> you're, you're asking for just, why don't you just send a postcard to those five houses? Yeah. Uh, and so they, they completely, like, they, they expressed what they needed. And I'm like, well, you don't need me. You need another service. You need yeah. something that targets that. So, AdWords, so, AdWords so, I should mention this as well, is AdWords is for people actively looking for your service from where they are. So remember, people search from where they work, not where they live. And so that's a big thing of where your service mm-hmm. area is, is you have to target where people are going to work because it's the husband's calling well, husbands or wives, Monday through yeah. Friday, or yep. at their job, and it's like whoever's calling you may not actually be at their house, um, and so you have to target where they're working, not these high ritzy neighborhoods that everyone wants to, you know. Yeah, that's a really good point because the vast majority of the work of the calls that we get, like my phone does not ring in the evenings much. Now I did get, I got a lead, like I was distracted by my phone because I got an email. I did get like a lead while we were talking because we're recording here. It's it's nine p.m right now while we're recording I got one but my phone hasn't rang once since we've been you and I've been talking for about the last hour and a half before we even start recording here and um so people are searching while they're at work that's I never even thought of that so you're you're trying to not target where they are but where they I don't even know how that works but you basically you need to make sure you cover both your service area needs to cover like here's a good example if you work downtown or if your service area is all Orlando, that's mm-hmm. fine. That's your service area. That's where they live. But if your service area um, were north of Orlando mm-hmm. and there's not many searches going on up there because people are actually driving downtown to go yep. work downtown. A really good example is where I grew up. I grew up in Baltimore or Baltimore, Maryland, as people <laughs> like to say. Um, and no one wants to target downtown Baltimore, Baltimore City. Um, because they're like, well, that's all row homes. That's all high rises. So, so I don't do work down there. It's like, no, but that's where everyone works. They mm. drive downtown, they work downtown, and then they come back home to the suburbs. So you have to make sure that if you live or if you service outside the city, you have enough area to kind of just stretch down to wherever the uh, business parks are or the mm-hmm. high rises. That's what I'm tar- talking about. Perfect. Well, well, listen, Zeke, I'm going to kind of wrap it up here. I want to say a couple more things and then I want you to tell people how they can reach out and get in touch with you. Uh, but, but listeners, um, there's a few services slash people that when the charges come out of my account, I'm happy about, and there's others that I'm not so happy. Um, responsive bid is one of those charges, which is the quoting service that I, or the, those, Responsibility does a lot of stuff, but one of the things it does is help me do uh, do my sales process. Um, my uh, my business coach is one of the payments when it comes out. I'm like that one was well worth it. And uh, and when Zeke, when my creatively innovative uh, invoice comes out each month, that's not one that I look at and say, oh my god, because I look at it and I'm like, if I wasn't paying that, well, like I said at the beginning of the show, it's the 19th of March, and I've I've generated $17,542 in revenue versus last, last year, $10,054 in revenue in the entire month. And uh, I'm like, man, you're, you're, you're like my business coach and you're like responsive bid. You don't cost me a penny. You make me money. So I appreciate Zeke, uh, your friendship. I also, uh, uh, maybe even more so appreciate our business relationship <laughs> and, and uh, tell, tell people how they can get in touch with you and get a consultation so you can at least tell them if, yeah. if you can help them. So my website is creativelyinnovative.com. Um, if you can't find it, search Zeke Demowski online and you're going to, I'm going to pop right at the top. <laughs> creativelyinnovative.com. Uh, on the website, you can hit the contact us um, button up there. 
Um, it's going to ask a bunch of questions about your business. I do ask that you fill it out as honestly as you can, because what that tells me is a little bit about your business and how it kind of operates in a way. Um, there's different questions in there, like average ticket price. What's your closing rate? Um, what's your revenue? It kind of gives me an idea of like how far deep into your business you are. Um, and based upon that, I'll then look up some keywords on what works for your industry. I'll figure out, you know, does it work? Does it work for your area? And then we can get on a call and basically do a half hour, 45 minute call. Some last an hour, (laughs) but um, but I'm going to try to figure out whether or not that industry works. Is it something that I do? Is it something that I can help you with? Um, The biggest thing on your end as um, the business owner is, is you need to be all into your business. You need to say, yes, I'm committed to making more money. Um, If you're on the fence on, well, I kind of want to grow slow or I I don't think I can handle it. I'm not the guy you're going to, you're going to want to grow and be able to hire helpers. You're going to have to have systems in place because we're going to go grow quickly. Um, and it's going to happen fast. And so with Google ads, it's immediate. It's not like SEO where it takes a good year to really go up. And so, um, I'm offering a free consultation for people. You just got to fill out the form and then I'll reach back out to you and let you know if it works for you. Um, I'll give you an example of, well, I said before about the dollar amount. There's also examples of like, if you only do commercial jobs or only like a very specific, that's not Google ads. Google ads is a lot more residential for mm-hmm. no matter what industry you are. Um, if you want commercial, hire a sales guy and have them knock on doors. That's the answer. Okay. Um, aren't very specific things, do postcards. But if you're looking for residential leads for home service industry, um, get in touch with me. I'll let you know. But I think as far as, you know, how many searches are in your county, I usually look up things by the county. So if you can give me that information when you fill it out on your service area, kind of give me the counties that you're um, wanting to target, um, that would be ideal. Don't give me a really small zip code and say, hey, I'm only targeting <laughs> miles. No, yeah. I need at least a county to at least look up to see what well, that's on. And again, that's what I like about you, Zeke, is you're not someone that says, oh, yeah, I can help anyone and, and take their money. You're, you you want to make sure that you're providing a good return for, for your clients. And and that's cool. I love it. Man, do you have any uh, parting bits of wisdom or like life secrets or anything you want to share like in 30 seconds or less with the listeners? It doesn't have to be ad word related. Um, I could say the alphabet backward. I'd love, I'd love to hear it. Let's do it. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-G-E-F-E-V-C-B-A. Very impressive. <laughs> Very impressive. All right. So, guys, I listen. I'm seeing too. I mean, it can go faster. <laughs> no, that was good enough for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, guys, listen. Thank you for listening. Journey of a New Entrepreneur. If you would, if you made it this far, I think you're interested. Do me a favor. Go into iTunes, leave me a nice five-star review, and leave a little description that just says how amazing this podcast is and how much you love me, all that great stuff. It would be very, very helpful from the bottom of my heart. Please do that. I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great day or night or whatever it is right now while you're listening to this thing. Go out, kick ass in life. If you're not doing what you want to be doing, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing what you want, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.